Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Veterinary Success Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Douglas, and I'm excited that you're here. And with that, we're going to jump into this week's podcast here in just a second. We're going to hit up our sponsors that help make the show possible. There's lots of companies that I believe in that I think help veterans across the board, whether it's find a job, hire talent, become more efficient in their practice, all those things, right? So these sponsors mean a ton to me. So I know a lot of people will fast forward or skip through them. But if and when you're looking for help and some of the solutions they offer, I would highly, highly encourage you to check them out. And so with that, no further ado, jump into the ads and we'll get right into the show. So thank you for listening and uh, enjoy. I get it, Isaiah. You talk about Bitcoin all the time. Well, as I go out and about, I continually hear the demand for I need more Bitcoin education or I don't really understand. I hear you talking about it. I know you're passionate about it. I know you have a lot of conviction, but I need more info. And that's where Bitcoin for Vet Med really came from was taking, hey, the 10,000, 100,000 hours of time that I've spent and distill it down into bite-sized courses and walking you through of getting a foundational why, a little bit of understanding the technical side of Bitcoin, and then how to grapple with the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and just the things that you hear throughout the media and giving you the ability to up your Bitcoin knowledge to go from zero to hero and feel a lot more comfortable saying, okay, this is something that matters and I want to take some of the value that I create and save into Bitcoin. So head over to bitcoinforvetmed.com or click the link in the show notes. If you're struggling to attract new staff or your team is experiencing burnout, pick up your phone and call Guardian Vets. Through virtual team solutions like after-hour triage, daytime virtual receptionists, callbacks, and telemedicine, Guardian Vets can help you have happy staff, happy clients, and a thriving business. Go to www.guardianvets.com and check Veterinary Success Podcast in the Where Did You Hear About Us section to get a free consultation and receive 50% off your first month of service. Don't wait. Check out guardianvets.com now. Finding a job or finding a veterinarian shouldn't be a waste of time. Enter an offer first. Paul Diaz and team have created something really special with Offer First. Some of my favorite reasons are as follows. Candidates and employers will both have values aligned on the first step, not the last. The sign-up process, quick and simple, no resume required. So if you're looking for a job, but you aren't really sure, it's as easy as scrolling on Zillow for a home. And finally, if you have a great match, it's based on your each unique requirements, not random keywords. If you want to learn more, listen to episode 179 with Paul Diaz. We cover all of that. The other exclusive great thing that you're going to get from this ad read and from Paul is I convinced him to give an exclusive discount to listeners of this podcast. So for owners, you're getting a 20% discount on both the placement of any candidate, but also access to the platform. Use VSP if you go to offer first, or the easiest way is a link in the show notes. So check it out. Associates, those looking for a job, same thing. Use the link in the show notes. Use VSP if you go directly to offer first. But I will donate and Paul will donate to a veterinary nonprofit of your choosing. So each person that signs up gets a vote. Your votes actually count, which is incredible. And so I'll be reaching out. I will handle that. But there's going to be a donation made for any associate or any job seeker that adds on the platform. We want to make sure that not only does the platform help to make sure that you find a better fit, better culture, better role, but it's also doing good in veterinary medicine. Okay, so link in the show notes is going to take you to offer first. It's going to automatically apply that, but also use code VSP if you go to offer first directly. And offer first is changing the game of veterinary recruiting. I want each and every one of you to benefit from it. So check them out today. 
Find out for yourself why my friends at Shepherd Veterinary Software are the fastest growing practice management software. They're doing something right. Founded by Dr. Cindy Barnes, Shepherd is an intuitive, easy to learn, streamlines practice management. Built for vets, by vets, it works for you and your team so you have more time to spend on what's most important, your patients. Shepherd automatically updates the medical records, adds services to the invoice, generates discharge instructions, and so much more. Bring home more stories and less stress. Check them out at shepherd.vet. Again, that's shepherd.vet. All right. Welcome everyone back to the podcast. We have another fun radio show today for those tuning in via audio only. I'm going to highly suggest you take a time out and you go over to YouTube and watch this because a lot of what I'm going to show is going to be impactful, important. I'll show a couple different websites. I'll link to all the stuff in the show notes. I'll try to make it easily explainable to where if you are only listening to audio, you can follow along. But again, this one might be worth listening to and then coming back and watching the YouTube video as well. That's partially why I wanted to introduce video this year. So with that, as you can see from the title of this episode, the optimal Bitcoin allocation. Yes, Isaiah will not shut up about Bitcoin. This is true. For those that maybe don't know, I have accepted in my full-time role, my day-to-day, you know, what pays the mortgage and all that fun stuff. I work for Swan Bitcoin. I've talked about Swan for years, have a super, super strong reputation, great company, amazing people. So blessed and fortunate to be joining them. If you are looking to allocate to Bitcoin, obviously I would love to chat with you. I think it's the right place to be, whether it's a fit for the private client, which is the side that I work on, or if it's, hey, I just want to buy a little bit of Bitcoin, like tiny, tiny, that's fine. Anyone that listens to this, I'm going to put a link in my or in the show notes of my Calendly link. Anyone that listens to the podcast, I will make time for you. I will chat through Bitcoin with you and help point you in the right direction, whether that is some of the cool things that I can do on the private side to give a little bit more extra handholding or the what we call like the retail side within Swan just to set up a savings technology or sorry, savings plan for this emerging technology, which is awesome. Anyways, I'm going to share my screen. We're going to jump in. We're going to walk through some portfolio construction stuff. I'm going to keep it high level. I'm going to dig in a little bit, but basically what I'm going to do is make the case for why everyone listening to this needs an allocation of Bitcoin. And if you have a 0% allocation to Bitcoin today, you need to change that point blank. That's the wrong allocation. I'm not going to tell you over and above that what's perfect because everyone's situation is different, but having 0% allocation, that is wrong. I will say that right now, it's wrong. So let's dive in. Let me share and we are going to jump in to what I have put together today and super excited to go through it. So first, what I'm going to share is a website called Core4 and I'm going to link to this. The reason I want to bring up Core4 is because for a lot of people, you might say, hey, I want to figure out how to allocate. I want to do different things. Maybe I don't want to pay AUM fees. Also, I've talked about it before. I think a lot of advisors simply just buy index funds that you can buy on your own and charge an AUM fee for it. That bothers me. The guy that started this website, his name's Rick Ferry. I have some issues with Rick, but I'm not going to get into those now. I think Rick is a little bit of a a person that likes to stir the pot, although I kind of do too at times. So it's all right. But basically, Rick ran a real fancy RAA for a long time, charged AUM fees, and then has come out and bashed those for a while after he sold his business and done other things. I don't think that's really genuine. I think it's a little disingenuous and I don't really care for some of the things he says because he looks at financial planning and everything as like investment management. So I'm not talking about financial planning. I fully, fully endorse folks doing financial planning 
I worked at a firm, obviously that does a great job. There's awesome people like Ryan, like Meredith, like Stu, like Dan, like Ashley, like Andrew, right? So people that are, I know that do fantastic work, go over to the Veterinary Financial Advisor Network. If you're looking for an advisor, does awesome financial planning. Now the investment side, a lot of them will do it. Some of them won't. But the idea here that Rick Ferry has is basically keep it simple, stupid, right? Kind of that KISS mentality where they have free allocations, six model portfolios, and I'm going to dive into those. So the one that I want to actually unpack is called the Global Markets Core 4. And so what it's created of, and if you did a 60-40 allocation, which 60-40 to me is not quite perfect, I'm going to use actually an aggressive allocation, which is 80% in stocks, 20% bonds. But basically, if you did a 60-40, it would be broken down into total US index fund, international stock index fund, US investment grade bond fund, international bond fund. So those four funds, you're going to have some sort of allocation to them. They even on this website will give you the breakdown of what ETFs or mutual funds they would suggest. It's awesome, right? For someone, if you're really new, just getting started, trying to figure out like, what the heck do I buy? As much as I want to say, hey, Rick has some issues, I prefer to do other things, maybe get more in the weeds on how investments should be managed. Yes, I still agree with that. But if you're trying to just get started and you're like, I don't know anything about this, Isaiah, this is a good place to start. So you leverage it, use it. And I want to make sure I shared it. So hopefully that is helpful. But what I did is take the global four, global markets core four. And I said, hey, let's make it aggressive because maybe I'm younger. I want to be aggressive. I want to go and see gains in my portfolio. And so what I did is I'm coming over here to the Nakamoto portfolio, which was created by uh, Hoffa over here at Swan and the Swan research team. He's amazing, brilliant, has worked all over Wall Street and is has created an awesome tool. All I'm going to do is take the different assets that were highlighted on Rick's site, the Core 4 site, and I'm going to analyze the portfolio. And then I'm going to look at the portfolio and I'm going to say, what if we included Bitcoin? And I'm going back to the start of the year in 2017. Now, again, everything is looking backwards. So past performance doesn't guarantee future results, qualifier, qualifier, qualifier. This Bitcoin thing is going to be around for a while. It's not going to change. It will still aid in investment returns. But just to kind of show you what the power of thinking about adding Bitcoin would do. So core four, as it sits today is here in green. And you can see where it says original portfolio. So original portfolio for the last six years and seven months, it's made you about 8.3% annualized. Pretty darn good. That is not a bad return. Nothing to sneeze at. We're happy with that for the most part. And you can see that the max pain, so the drawdown, maximum drawdown is 28%. That probably hurt at the time, but that's part of having a heavier equity allocation. So owning more stocks, so 80% stocks, you're going to have that. Sharp ratio, this is the measure of risk versus return. So 0.44, higher number, better. So what if we took that original portfolio and we added 5% to Bitcoin? Maybe we strip it out of bonds. Maybe we strip 2.5% out of bonds. Maybe we take 2.5% out of stocks. However you want to do it. What does that do? Well, if you added a 5% allocation, it doubles your returns. So it basically takes the total return of 70% over the period to 150. And what it does is it takes the sharp ratio from 0.44 to 0.81. And what it does for max drawdown is it's an extra 1%. So you're going to have an extra 1% of max pain on the worst case scenario for double the investment return. Now I'm going to pause for dramatic effect. That is absolutely insane. The fact that you can add 5% to an asset and it makes that much of a material difference into this portfolio. And one of the things to think about, so 80% in the stock market is pretty risky. You're going to see 
probably a drawdown. If you go to back to like a great financial crisis period, it's probably going to be mid thirties, right? So there's still quite a bit of risk there. What you could do is you could actually take down the stock portion of what you're doing for an allocation perspective and hold more cash. I'm not necessarily keen on bonds, but if you want to hold more bonds because you think that's safer, I would argue that cash today, probably safer than bonds. You could have a small allocation to Bitcoin, smaller allocation to stocks, more allocation to cash, same allocation to bonds and improve your performance. And we can actually show that. And I, I'm happy to walk through it here in a second, but that is incredible. And the other thing to, to take into consideration is this is rebalancing semi-annually, so twice a year. So this isn't just buying and holding Bitcoin into the future. If you did that and you bought a 5% allocation back in 2017, it would be even better returns. But this is also trying to kind of manage your investment returns from that standpoint or the risk level. So let's say we put a 10% allocation to Bitcoin. Now all of a sudden our annualized return is 20%, up from 8.3. Our sharp ratio is now over one. Again, huge change. Max pain, worst case scenario over this time frame would be an additional about 2.5% drawdown to take your returns from 8.3 to 20.6. It's incredible. Again, the impact of some Bitcoin. Now, what if we took it to 20%? That would give you a 31% annualized return. You're adding more risk, almost up to 10% max drawdown now. So you're down to about 38%. Yes, it's going to be more volatile the more you add. I'm not saying that 5, 10, or 20 is the right allocation. What I can tell you is all those improve risk-adjusted returns which is for each unit of risk that I'm putting into my portfolio, I'm getting more return out. That is something that you want. The other thing that I'll point out is if I go up and look at bonds, both bond allocations, the Vanguard Total Bond and Vanguard Total International Bond, they have a negative sharp ratio, which means these are detrimental to where it is adding risk without any return. So saying that bonds are safe to me is a mistake. The other thing that I would like to point out is if we go to the Monte Carlo simulation, and I might've ran into an error, and I'm going to do, let's do optimization. So we're going to go to this portfolio optimizer. And so this is much more from a traditional finance. You know, I have my CFA. I'm really getting into the weeds on what to do, how to allocate. If I only had VTI, VXUS, BND, BNDX, so those four funds, and I added Bitcoin, what would I need to do to optimize it? So optimal risk return. So saying using the same assets, this is weighing what would achieve the best risk weighted return. And what it would do is it would allocate 25% to Bitcoin. Not bad. So for optimal risk weighted return, you would want 25% to Bitcoin. So if you're an aggressive investor, 25% is what it's telling you basically is the right allocation to Bitcoin. So equal risk contribution. This is where you would want each asset to contribute the same amount of risk. This is saying, if that's the case, you should have a 3% allocation to Bitcoin. And then you're going to have much greater weights to bonds. And then here at the bottom, it has the efficient frontier. And at the bottom, it's going to say what allocation you would have versus the weighting of shares. And so international stocks, which is VXUS, is basically telling you you shouldn't actually own any of it. You should own more Bitcoin. Again, it's only going back to 2017. We could run this back further. It's going to have more Bitcoin. But basically what it's telling you is that you need to have some Bitcoin in the portfolio. And the ideal amount, again, optimal risk versus return is 25%. If you want equal risk contribution, it's three. If you can improve the health of an animal, you'd do it, right? Of course, that's what makes veterinarians special. You're mission driven. My friends at LifeLearn are the exact same way. For over 25 years, they've been partnering with you and your peers, providing affordable, customizable online software solutions. These solutions save time, increase efficiency, and assist in managing all aspects of operations. 
Why? They want to help you improve your partnership with pet owners to improve pet health. LifeLearn has award-winning digital media solutions and are leading the pack as they've prioritized having extensive veterinary knowledge throughout their teams. That difference is seen, it's heard, and it's read by thousands of people across the country. Relax, grow, and thrive with LifeLearn. Click the link in the show notes for an exclusive offer to see how LifeLearn can allow you to get back to what you do best. Other thing, correlation. So how does it move? Well, Bitcoin is considered uncorrelated to the portfolio. So 20, so 0.2 would be uncorrelated. It adds diversification against stocks and bonds. And a lot of people will say, well, Bitcoin's just risk on. It's the same thing as owning really aggressive stocks or risky stocks. It's actually not. So it's important to understand. So hopefully with this little example on the core four, we can understand that an allocation here makes a huge bit of difference. So what if we do a new portfolio? What if I say, I just want to hold cash? Just going to hold cash, Isaiah. Just want to hold cash. So we'll use a proxy for cash called BIL, which is bill. It's an ETF for really short duration treasury bills. I'm going to put 100% and I'm going to do the same thing. We're going to do it since 2017. And we're going to say we can have a one, a five or 10% allocation to Bitcoin. We're going to rebalance annually. So I'm just holding cash in my emergency fund, in the bank, whatever. This is kind of a proxy for that. What you're going to see is we're going to be able to walk through it and show what is contributing to the risk amount of having 100% cash. So original portfolio here is in green. Over the last six years and seven months, you would have made approximately about three quarters of a percent or a total return of about five. A lot of that's come more recently because interest rates have ticked up, which has been helpful. If you added a 1% allocation to your cash holdings, instead of three quarters of a percent return, you're going to add 3.3% return on your emergency savings, basically. And you're going to have a max drawdown of about 6%. So you're actually seeing some return. If you added a 5%, so I'm going to hold 95% in cash, and then I'm going to add a 5% allocation to Bitcoin, that actually gives you a 12% annualized return. Now, max drawdown, because we were balanced annually, would be 17%. That's probably a little bit more aggressive than what most people want in their cash. But if I go back 11.9, that 5% allocation to Bitcoin and a 95% allocation to cash, that's giving you equity-like returns. That's giving you S&P-like returns. The S&P historically has given you something like that. So you can think about it as saying, I can actually take a heck of a lot less risk and have a little allocation to Bitcoin and actually helps achieve what I wanted to do without having tons of exposure to the equity markets. And the answer is yes. Yes, you can. So hopefully that helps understand. And so if we wanted to go back to the optimization on this one, because I'm hearing some people say, hey, what about optimal risk way to return? It's going to tell you, hey, Bitcoin is going to be less than 1%. Equal risk contribution is less than 1%. So for the most part, this idea of holding cash, it's probably the 99, 98, 1, 2% allocation type thing if you want to keep it cash-like. But even doing that 1% allocation dramatically changes things. Huge lift. So think about it. If I'm just going to hold emergency savings, maybe I have a 1% or 2% allocation. So if I'm going to hold $50,000, yeah, maybe I'm going to hold a little Bitcoin alongside that for my emergency fund. Don't need to spend it. I have lots of cash buffer still. Yeah, that works. All right, I want to go and check out for our 401k allocations. So I'm going to Guideline, which has been a provider that I've historically been a fan of. It's cheap, it's easy, it allows you to do some great things and not spend a bunch. 
And so their moderately aggressive portfolio is 75% stocks, 25% bonds, US stocks, international stocks, US bonds, emerging market stocks, which you didn't have before, international bonds, and real estate. So think of core four as like ultra simplistic. This is still simplistic, but a little bit more moving pieces. So if I click in and I can say, hey, I put it in here. This is the uh, moderately aggressive. Here's all the pieces. I've added in my rebalance of twice a year. I'm going to click analyze. And so what we're going to see now is probably some similar results to the core four, but there might be a couple different tweaks to the allocation. Now, remember, before the optimal allocation was 25% to Bitcoin, if we wanted the optimal risk return adjustment. So this original portfolio is 7.3% return over the last six years and seven months, or a total return of about 60%. And what I can go and look at is say the max drawdown was 26%. If I added a 5% allocation to Bitcoin, I double my returns. So I go to almost 14% per year. And my max drawdown is about another extra 1%, 27.5. Sharp ratio, again, measurement of unit and risk, it's double. So it is, well, almost double, higher than the original portfolio. So a little bit of Bitcoin goes a long way. 5, 10, 20% allocation. Now, again, you're going to up the risk. You also up the returns. This portfolio, if you allocate 20% slug to Bitcoin, goes up to 30%. The world's best investors, if they're getting compound annual growth rate annualized at 20%, they're crushing it. They're happy. So let's go to the optimization again. Optimal risk return on this portfolio, moderately aggressive guideline managed portfolios, 20% is Bitcoin. It says 18.7. I'm going to round up, but 18.7. So again, we've seen it for... A aggressive portfolio is 25, moderately aggressive is about 18. Equal risk contribution for every asset, it would be two. So what we're seeing is on the low side between the core four and the guideline portfolio, it's somewhere between two and three if you want to be really risk averse. And if you want to take on a little bit more risk, it's somewhere between 18 and 25. Pretty interesting. Now for those thinking, well, yeah, that's great. Bitcoin's done that in the past. Will it do it into the future? That's where the conversations that I've had a lot of times on this podcast I put out in the Bitcoin for VetMed course is explaining why Bitcoin will continue to proliferate into the future, why it will continue to garner adoption, how it is. And I will tell you in just my brief stint and role within Swan, I will tell you this thing has legs. It's going to be here. It's going to be around. And so it is my mission to help veterinary medicine get this. It is something that will dramatically change the optionality for one's life and career and when they can decide how much they want to work in the future by allocating some to Bitcoin. I'm not saying do 100%. I'm not saying do 50%. I'm not telling you what percentage you do. But all I will tell you is when we look at risk return, equal risk contribution, these kind of metrics on very simplistic portfolios that a lot of you probably have access to in your 401k or are doing on your own individually, you're getting an allocation that is always more than zero. It's going to start at a minimum of 2% and it's going to go up to 25 so you should be somewhere in between that. And you got to get comfortable with the risk between that. Start small, continue to save into it. That's the advice. Then the other thing with the Nakamoto portfolio, which is awesome, and I'll again, share it. You can customize, but you can also come in here and grab any sort of portfolio that you want. And so some of them are really famous ones. And I want to grab the permanent portfolio. The permanent portfolio was developed by Harry Brown, investment strategy designed to thrive in four primary economic states, prosperity, recession, inflation, deflation. Right. This is basically the stay rich portfolio, never go backwards. Well, it's going to have drawdowns, but how do I survive into the future by an allocation? And so let's look at that. 
So this goes back to September 2014. So it's eight years and 11 months. And what would the Harry Brown portfolio allocate to Bitcoin? So it's made up of long treasury bonds. It is the US stock market, it's gold, and it is basically cash. So it's cash, gold, stock market, US government debt. That's made you about 4.5% over the last eight years annualized. If I added a 1% allocation to Bitcoin, I add an extra 1%. If I add 5%, I'm going up to close to 10. If I add a 10% allocation, I'm up to 15. To me, it seems like there's a really interesting sweet spot that starts to happen at about a 5% allocation to Bitcoin. And historically, when I've worked in traditional finance, a lot of times there's been discussions that, hey, if I have an allocation less than 10%, it's not really going to move the needle. Bitcoin's a little unique with that. I think with Bitcoin, to move the needle in a portfolio, I think you need to start closer to five. If you want to start a little bit less, like we talked about, maybe it's that two to three. That's what we've seen. So let's actually go here and go to optimization. Now let's see what it says, right? So optimal risk-weighted portfolio. Bitcoin's going to be very, very little, but so is everything else. Equal risk contribution is pretty little as well because it's having such a big allocation to cash, honestly, which is interesting. So it just depends on what you're after, what you're solving for, right? But again, I would go back to that sweet spot starts at five and then goes up from there. Knowing that for a lot of people, if you're investing and thinking about I'm a long-term person, your Bitcoin allocation will go up. And one easy thing to do is say, you know what? I'm going to carve off what I have today. I'm going to make it 5%. I'm going to make it 3%. I'm going to make it 20%. I'm going to make it whatever. And you can do that today. And then you can let that Bitcoin position do what it's going to do. And I'll show you something that's actually very interesting. So let's do a new portfolio. And let's go back to the idea of the core four. So let's do VTI. Let's do, what was my other one? It was VXUS. It was BND. And then it was BNDX. All right. So we're going to go back to, it was 56. This was 12. This was 8. And this was 24, I believe. There we go, 100%. So we're going back to the core four. And let's go, and we'll do the same thing. We'll do 2017, so more recent. Because again, the farther you go back in Bitcoin's history, the larger the returns will be. I'm going to never rebalance it. And I'm going to show you a 1, a 5, or 10% allocation. That would have made in 2017. So I'm going to take that portfolio. I started with a 1, a 5, a 10% allocation. What would it do? And I'm never going to rebalance. I'm not rebalancing. I'm just going to buy it a little bit and see how it rolls into the future. This is really interesting. And again, this is why I also said, hey, you probably should stop, go to YouTube and watch this because it's real interesting. And so let's look at our allocation. So first we can look up here, original portfolio, 8.6. 1% allocation that you make, never rebalance. That helps you get to a 10% allocation or 10%, almost 11% return annualized. Now the volatility is max drawdown, right? 38%. So you're starting to see big drawdowns because you never rebalance five and 10% allocations. You get down to where you're down 65% in the worst case scenario on the 10% allocation. That's heavy. That's a heavy drawdown, right? But let's look at the allocation. So if I never rebalanced it and I just kept that original portfolio, what happens? The equities become a bigger portion, bonds shrink. What if I do a 1% allocation in 2017? Well, if I did a 1% allocation in 2017 to start the year in Bitcoin, it's grown to a 13% allocation today from 1% to 13% because all I did was buy it, I held it, didn't touch it. So if you want to be a lazy person, just do that. This is not adding to it. This is not adding anything. This is just buying the Bitcoin, holding it, letting it do its thing. If I do a 5% allocation, today your Bitcoin allocation is 44%. You started with 5, went up to 44. 
your 10% Bitcoin allocation, I'm going to guess, and I haven't seen this yet, it's 80s. Oh, I'm a little off. 62.5% is a Bitcoin allocation today. If you bought, held, let it grew. But I want to just demonstrate that idea of what the returns have done. Yes, there's going to be more risk. If I look at the Sharpe ratio, it's not quite as attractive because I'm not rebalancing, but it is still an improvement on every single allocation of one, five or 10%. The volatility does increase because that position grows, grows, grows. And then when you see those corrections in Bitcoin, you're going to feel it. But a 1% allocation that you just left in Bitcoin with the original portfolio, you got a 98% return. It's almost the same as just owning the stock market. And that's a 1% allocation with bonds and other things that are in your allocation as well. Pretty impressive. So again, I'm going to leave you with a thought. And that thought is, do you really think that you should have a 0% allocation to Bitcoin? I think the answer is clear that it's a no. Because if you run the numbers, if you like the math, the answers are true. Now, this is backwards looking. But if you understand what Bitcoin is, again, that's part of why I created the Bitcoin for Vet Med course. And I'll plug it, right? But you don't have to take it. There's plenty of other great resources that I've shared publicly. I've done other podcasts. I've explained it. This thing has legs. It's not going away. It's not going to zero. It's not a Ponzi. It's not a scam. Bitcoin is here. It's solving problems. It's, it's doing different things. And I think today it's harder for us as Americans to say, hey, this is better money and all these other things. I get that. I think it's better money. I know it's better money. But even just from an investment allocation perspective, you need to think about this as part of what you're saving into and investing in. So with that, I'm going to close. Again, I'm at Swan. I'm happy to help anyone listening to this, even if you're like, I want to just start saving 20 bucks a week. That's not really the fit for the private client side, but you know what? I will make sure that you get what you need, get some education and get plugged in. And Swan does an awesome job at that. I am super thankful to be there. So check out Swan, reach out to me. I'm happy to chat with anyone. If there's anything you want to clarify, anything you want to push back on, make comments across social media, tag me, email me, Isaiah at veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. I know it's the longest email ever, but send me a note. Let me know your feedback. Join the Facebook group, dive in there and poke at the things I talked about because I've spent a lot of time digging into this, both because now it is what I do full-time, but also because this is where I save my personal and my family wealth into as well. And it just makes a lot more sense to have a Bitcoin allocation than having none. So with that, take care. We'll talk soon. Have a lot of awesome guests coming up and very, very excited to uh, bring those back on board. Yeah. Go allocate some Bitcoin. Thanks for listening to today's show. The comments made on today's show should not be taken as investment tax or legal advice. All comments are for educational purposes only. However, you are intelligent enough to make decisions for yourself. So I do encourage you to dig in learn for yourself and not just outsource every decision that you make. You should talk to your professional team if you have one before implementing anything that I talk about, but also make sure they know what they're talking about. Push them, question them. That's healthy. That's okay. Oh yeah. And you should probably own and learn a little bit about that Bitcoin thing. The biggest compliment you can give to me is to share the show with a friend or the podcast. If there's another episode that you really like, that helps folks find it. That helps it grow. Um, reviews are critical. The Apple podcast is the platform that's predominantly used for how people find the show. So if you have three minutes, love the show, please head over, give us five stars. If you believe that's what we earned, that would help more people find the show. Also, if you're new, go to YouTube. It's a channel, uh, putting up all the videos there as well. Sometimes it's going to be more interactive. Other times it's just going to be the conversation. So vainly, I want to get a hundred subscribers. So I get the vanity URL. That's the goal. We're on our way, but not quite there yet. For all of today's links information, head over to veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. There you can also subscribe via your favorite podcast platform so you won't miss any episodes in the future. And finally, if you'd like more information, insights, or have the ability to, for your voice to be heard, join the Facebook group. You can search for the Veterinarian Success Podcast 
on Facebook or head over to veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom, about your host, click on the Facebook icon. And thanks again for listening. I appreciate you. All right. So there are a lot of great job postings that I want to get to. And so we're going to start off with Bayside Hospital for Animals. Great work-life balance in beautiful Fort Walton Beach, Florida. No weekends, Monday to Friday, eight to five, no on-call or emergencies. It's appointment only here. Currently a two and a half doctor practice, new owner in 2021, bringing some fresh life into the hospital. The new owner had been there for six years prior working, so definitely understands the team, the processes in the community. Lots of investment in people and new equipment. ProSal is the pay structure. Far too many benefits for me to list. Email BaysideVet251 at Yahoo or call 850-864-1857. Join a thriving, growing, small animal practice in Vermont on the Quebec border. Full-time ideal, part-time is considered. The idea is to start with yes with the team, patients and clients in outdoor woman's paradise while uh, being able to practice high-quality medicine. Compensation is write your own structure within production capabilities. Literally, it is the owner wants to find the right person and is happy to negotiate, chat through, and find the right fit. If you want autonomy and a boss that enjoys teaching, reach out to Newport Veterinary Hospital. You can email newportveterinaryhospital at gmail.com. North Central Indiana, looking for an oasis in the chaos. Who isn't, right? Come join the amazing team at Fulton County Veterinary Clinic. They strive to foster a fun, fast-paced work environment while providing quality patient care. They utilize the support staff efficiently so that the doctor is available to practice medicine and do what you're trained to do in less time and paperwork, which is great. Lots of investment in new equipment and technology to support you full-time or part-time available. Small animal and exotics are both seen there. So no ER, no on-call, no weekends, competitive salary with sign-on bonus offered and far too many benefits to list. Go to Fulton County Veterinary Clinic. So type that in and you'll find the job posting there. Last but not least, join Watertown Animal Hospital, personable, small animal veterinarian wanted for well-established current five doctor mixed animal practice in Northern New York, which is an outdoors person's paradise. Again, two of those. So if you like the outdoors, you can look at Vermont or New York. They have plenty of support staff with six CSRs, six licensed technicians, four animal caretakers, two technical assistants, hospital associate, or sorry, hospital assistant, a practice manager, and a bookkeeper. Focuses on mentorship and investment on the people and the technology. That's been a strategic initiative by the leadership team. No on-call, a uh, 24-hour ER less than an hour away. Salary based on experience, but no less than 95,000. Can be straight salary, pro-sal considered. Want to discuss that with the right person. Tons of benefits, again, too much to list. Please reach out to watertownpetcare.com for that option as well. So again, if you find a role or a job or talk to anyone and it helps you in any way, I would love to hear that feedback. So please reach out let me know what you're able to do. And I will continue to post these. So if you are an owner, reach out to me, let me know. And we'll go from there. And until I hit a capacity of I can't keep recording these, I want to let people know who are high quality owners around the country looking for great help. So with that, we'll talk soon.